I have some things in my possession. I was thinking about it this morning. And uh, a couple of days ago, I, I woke up and a, a word, a word was in my mind and in my heart. It's been probably two or three mornings ago that I woke up. And the Lord just spoke some things to me. And I'll be very honest with you, I, I tried to change it because I, I didn't know if that was really God. But the more I prayed and the more I sought God, the more he said, no, this is what I want you to say. So today I'm going to talk to you about a few things today that I feel like are of utmost importance to the church. The word is treasure. Treasure. Just place that word in my mind, in my heart. So I looked it up, and it said wealth, such as money, jewels, or precious metals, stored up or hoarded like a buried treasure. Another definition said wealth of any kind or in any form, riches. A store of money in reserve. Another definition said something of great worth or value also. A person esteemed as, a, as rare or precious. Treasure always means a collection of precious things. I thought about all the things in my life that I treasure. I treasure. My sister when my dad passed a few years ago, I did not know it, but she, she gathered up some of his neckties, and she took them down to DeRitter with her, and some of the ladies there do some sewing, and uh, I didn't know this was going on. So she gave these neckties to these ladies, and they made a beautiful quilt, and every block in that quilt has one of my father's neckties. It hangs on my chair in my office. It's folded and draped over the back of a chair. It's the chair I always pray in. And uh, when I kneel at that, at that chair, my head is literally touching or my eyes are looking at my father's neckties. That don't mean anything to you. You could care less about but to me, it's a treasure. My daughter, without me knowing it, took one of my father's shirts and she, uh, she took it somewhere and she had a pillow made of one of the shirts that he wore often. And it's, the buttons are there, the shirt is there, but it's made out of a pillow uh, or it's, uh, it's made into a pillow, and on that pillow, there's a writing. And it's, it's a simple message, and it just simply says, when you have this shirt, or when you have this pillow, just know I'm always near you. To me, that's a treasure. My mother gave all of us, our, our, her kids, our, my brother and sister, gave us his guns, and we... we uh, we got together one day, and I have some things of my father's that are treasures. Any of you got any treasures? 
got any treasures in your in your closet, in your storeroom, in your living room, things that we hold of great value, things that matter to us. The definition says it could be money or jewels or metals. It could be buried treasure. It could be riches. It could be something that is esteemed as rare or precious, something that means something to you. And there, there are some things in my life that are treasures to me that I don't want you messing with. I don't want anybody fooling with because they are mine. And then I, I got to thinking about the Word of God and what it said about treasures. And I looked that word up. And from the book of Genesis all the way through the Scripture, the Bible talks about treasures. It talks about uh, different kinds of treasures. It talks about what to do with treasures. As a matter of fact, Jesus addressed treasures when he was talking in the Sermon on the Mount. One of the greatest things or sermons that we've ever heard or read is the Sermon on the Mount because it has so much to do with everyday living and life. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 19 said this, Jesus talking. He said, lay not up for yourselves treasure upon this earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. Turn this this way. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Then he said this, and this grabbed me right here. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So I've come today to ask a simple question. Where is your treasure? What means most to you? What do you value above other things? I, this, this won't be probably real popular in some folks' eyes, but I'm, I'm going to speak what God gave me today. And I'm going to preach to you like a pastor that ought to tell you. Because let me tell you, the last time I checked, I should not be a hireling, but I should be a shepherd. And my job is to get us from here to glory. I want to read it to you in the Message Bible, those same scriptures. It said, don't, don't hoard treasure down here where it gets eaten by moss and corroded by rust or worse, stolen by burglars. Stockpile treasures in heaven where it's safe from moth and rust and burglars. It's obvious, isn't it? The place where your treasure is is the place you will most want to be and end up being. Amen? Does anybody hear me today? I'm asking you. I know, I know, I have some earthly treasures. But I want to testify to you on this Sunday morning. There is nothing more important in my life than the kingdom of God and me being involved in the kingdom of God because this is eternal and those things that I hold on this earth are just temporary. I choose the eternal to be my most valued treasure. The kingdom of heaven, Jesus said in Matthew 13, 
is likened to a treasure hid in a field. The, the which when a man hath found it, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth, and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth the field. The kingdom, Jesus said, is a treasure. When you find it, you ought to do whatever it takes to get it. You need to buy the field, go sell everything you've got, and buy the field so you can have the treasure. That's what it's literally saying. That man, when he found it, he hid the, the, the treasure again. He went to the man that owned the field. He bought the whole field because he found the treasure, the kingdom of God. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I don't have enough time this morning to tell you how valuable the kingdom of God is in my life. I can't tell you how the Lord has been there through my sickness and my, my wife's sickness and my kids' sickness. I can't tell you how many times I've went to the church and said, would you pray? And they started praying and God started moving. I can't tell you how important it is to me to have friends who are blood bought and blood washed and have filled themselves with the power and the anointing of God. I can't tell you how important it is when I'm in trouble. I have a church and a kingdom of God to go to. This is my life and this is my treasure. See, even Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a treasure. It's important. It's important. There was one man that wanted the treasure. You know, you notice what Jesus said there in Matthew 13. He, he, he went and he sold everything he had to get the field. You know what the Bible said? Listen, listen to this story. It's the story of the rich young ruler. You've heard it a thousand times. But the Bible said this man came to Jesus and he said to him, good master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? In other words, what have I got to do to be saved? And Jesus looked back at him and said, keep the commandments. That was the command that he gave him. And this man said, I've done that from my youth up. I'm paraphrasing now, but this is the, the crux of the story. He said, I've done that from my youth up. And so Jesus looked back at him and said, if thou will be perfect. Now, he also said in another translation or another book, uh, I'm reading from Matthew, but he, he, he read, he said it one time and it was translated as when the, when the rich young ruler came, he said, if, if you will be perfect in one place, but in another place, he said, thou lackest one thing. Thou lackest one thing. So, I want to take Matthew 19, and Jesus said unto them, If thou will be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give it to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. Treasure. There's that word again. And come and follow me. Mr. Rich Young Ruler, it's not hard. you got to lay everything else down. you got to put everything else aside. you got to you got to sell what you've got. You know what the Bible said? You read that story. If you go to Matthew 19 and finish that story, the Bible said that man walked 
and he shook his head sorrowfully. He wasn't willing to pay the price for the treasure because he didn't understand the value of the treasure. I want to tell you the rich young ruler never been where I'm at because I have come to the realization that the kingdom of God is the most important thing in my life. It's Look, I'm going to preach to you a little bit. Everybody say, preach it, Pastor. I won't be pastor too many eons from now, so I'm going to preach it while I can, but I want to tell you what I believe. I believe that God has to have the number one place in your life, and you have to value his kingdom above every other thing in your life. I believe that is most important in your life. I don't believe that you can put God in second place. That's why one of the commandments said you've got to love him with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, all of your strength. You've got to give it everything you got for the kingdom of God and if you walk away sorrowfully you'll be just like the rich young ruler who never inherited the kingdom of God y'all may think it's a Wednesday night here before it's over there's a guy that Jesus wrote about in Luke 12 in verse 15 he said he was talking to his disciples and the crowd that day, and he said, uh, that baby's bad. Addie, it's going to be okay. Bring her to me. I can get her quiet. She loves me. Jesus said, take heed and keep yourselves from all covetousness. Watch this. Watch this. For a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. It ain't, pardon me, it ain't about what you got. You may be a millionaire. You had not told us about it yet. You may have more money in the bank than we can imagine, but that's not what life's about. I'm glad y'all smiling because some of y'all may not be smiling when I get through today. But listen to me. Jesus said, life is not about what you own. Life is not about what you have. Life is not about the car you drive. Life is not about the house you live in. Life is not about the clothes you wear. Let me, let me tell you something. That's, that's, there's more to life than that. And then he spake unto them a parable, and this is what he said. I'm going to read it to you. The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentiful. He thought within himself saying, what shall I do? Because I have no more room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, this will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there, I will, there will I bestow all my fruit and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much good laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose things, whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So, this is what Jesus said, so he that layeth up treasure for himself is not rich toward God. Now, I can take the scripture and prove what I'm about to tell you. God wants you to be blessed. God don't care what you drive. 
God don't care what you wear. I'm talking about, if, you know, he's not, he's not studying all that. Here's what he wants out of you. He wants you to put him in his rightful place. He's made a pretty good plan in the scriptures. And the plan that he laid out for the church is important because it gives him just a little portion that is his, and he gives us 90%. Now it's going to get quiet, isn't it? I'm talking about the value of the kingdom. There's not enough money. I don't have enough money to pay for what the church means to me. I don't have enough to give for what God means in my life. The kingdom of God is eternal. It's going to be forever and ever and ever. So why would I want to invest in everything in this world and nothing in the kingdom of God? Here's what I'm here to tell you. When you put God in your in his rightful place, God's going to make sure you're blessed. God's going to make sure you have the best. God's going to walk through you with everything, walk with you through every trial of your life. You got to understand what he's saying here. It's not that I want you to be poor. He said I want you to put me in my rightful place and when you put me in my rightful place I'm going to make sure you're taken care of you don't go believe that you go read Matthew chapter 6 where he talked about how he clothes the lilies of the field how he feeds the sparrows of the air how he takes care and he, he clothes and he feeds and he takes care of nature and he goes on to say if he does it for them he'll take care of you and then he said seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness but all of these things will be added unto you. Does anybody believe that scripture in 2024? So Paul said it this way. When he spoke of giving to the kingdom, he said in 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 through 8, But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall also reap sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man, according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having or having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. You say, well, preacher, I, I, you, you, you know what? I, I, can't, I can't afford that. Can I tell you something? Would you listen to a guy that's almost 71 years old that's been raised in the church would you listen to me if I tell you something? You can't afford not to. You, if you sow sparingly, it's in the book. You get very little. Now, how much is sparingly and how much is bountifully? Well, let's go to another story Jesus told. I'm, pre I'm preaching today about treasure. I'm, I'm talking about where to invest. It's not Merle Lynch. I'm talking about where to invest. 
You want eternal dividends. Look, invest in Merle Lynch if you want to. I'm not preaching against Merle Lynch for God's sake. Invest where you want to invest. It's okay. If, if you've got enough courage to stay the stock market, God help you and God bless you. But let me just tell you, before the stock market comes Jesus. Before the new car comes Jesus. Before the new house comes Jesus. That's hard preaching in it for the 2024. But let me tell you something. We cannot quit believing that because if the Bible is true about one thing, it's true about everything. And so what I'm preaching to you today is about the treasure. Here's how much is much. Jesus set over against the treasury, Mark chapter 12, verse 41. He set over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury and many that were rich cast in much. And there came a certain poor widow and she threw in two mites. Everybody shout, two mites. Come on, say it loud. Two mites, which make a fathering. And he called unto his disciples and he said this to them. Verily I say unto you, this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury, for they did cast in of their abundance. They got a bunch and they gave me a little bit. But she of her won't did cast in all that she had, even all her living. She gave God everything she had. And God recognized it. I'm about through. You're about out of here. But where's your treasure? Paul said to Timothy, he said, the love of money is the root of all evil. I'm not preaching against money. I'm not preaching against savings accounts. I'm not preaching against investments. Here's what, here's what I want somebody to grab in this room today. There's no better treasure that you could possibly have to invest in than the kingdom of God. Because let me tell you, this is what's going to get my kids saved. This is what's going to take my family to heaven. This is, go, this is more important than me feeding them a steak dinner today. This is more important than me taking them to a ball game and having fun with them. This is more important than Six Flags your Disney world. What I'm telling you today is this kingdom of God. This is eternal. This is the greatest treasure you could ever be a part of. This is the greatest thing in your life. You need to understand while this preacher's preaching today, perhaps I haven't had it right. Perhaps I put everything before God. But if you get him in his rightful place, let me tell you how I feel. And I'm not just saying this today. Please understand. I, I've had people say, well, you know what? I'll quit giving to the church, preacher. You know what? You are shortchanging yourself because I'm living on the promises of God. And I'm telling you, God has never failed me yet. And God never will fail me because the promises of God are true. You do whatever you want to do. But as for me and my house, we're going to treasure God. We're going to treasure the church. We're going to treasure the kingdom of God. It's important to me. It's the greatest thing that I have that I invest in. Let me, let me close quickly. I know my time is about up. The Bible said in Mark 14, while Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, he said at meat, and there came a woman having an alabaster cruise of ointment, a pure, hard, very costly. And she broke the cruise. She poured it over his head. 
There were some in that room, the Bible said, there was indignation among them. Somebody said, to what purpose is this waste of ointment? For this ointment could have been sold for above 300 shillings and given to the poor. They murmured against her. But Jesus said, let her alone. Why trouble ye her? She hath wrought a good work on me. For ye have the poor with you always. And whensoever ye will, ye can do them good. But me ye have not always. She hath done what she could. She hath anointed my body beforehand for the burying. And verily I say unto you, whosoever the gospel shall be preached throughout the world, wheresoever the gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, that also which this woman hath done shall be spoken for a memorial of her. She gave because I was important to her. She gave because she treasured my company. She gave because she loved me. It's another story in Luke chapter 7. I'll not read it all, but when Jesus, when the woman came and she she was at the Pharisee's house and she brought an alabaster cruise of ointment, there it is again. In verse 41, the Bible said of Luke 7, a certain lender had two debtors, the one owing five shillings, shillings and the other 50. And when they had not with, wherewith to pay, he forgave them both. Jesus looked at them and said, Which of them therefore love him most? And Simon said, He, I suppose, to whom he forgave the most. And the Lord said unto him, Thou hast rightly said. And turning to the woman, he said unto Simon, See this woman, I entered into your house, and you gave no water for my feet, and you didn't, you didn't do anything. She wet my feet with her tears, and she wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but she since has came in and not ceased to kiss, kiss my feet. You know why? You know why? Because that's her treasure. I'm closing. But I want you to hear me right now. Where's your treasure? What do you love the most? What means more to you today than anything in this world? If I had to choose between my home and this church, I'd choose this church. I need the facts. If I had to choose between buying groceries and paying my tithes, I'd pay my tithes. So you're lying, preaching. No, I'm not. I'm telling you the facts. You know why? He'll take care of the groceries. I can't afford. Let me. Let, I'm not. I'm, and look, I'm not bleeding you dry here today. I'm just telling you, God impressed this on me, so I'm gonna preach it. You may not like me. You may think I'm crazy. And you may walk out of here saying, we, you know, we didn't need to hear all that today. But I'm preaching truth today. You better get a grip. Because how many of you know there's a hell? Huh? How many of you know there's a heaven? 
Got a few more hands. Some of you believe there's a heaven, not a hell. There's a heaven and a hell. And Jesus talked about them both. You know that? Guess what he did? He talked three times more about your possessions and your riches and your money than he did about heaven or hell. Three times more in the New Testament he talked about our money. He's constantly talking about our possessions and, and what it's going to take. We can't, let, we can't let riches get the best of us. We're all living well. We'll eat a good meal today. Thank God for that. Thank God for the blessings of the Lord. You can't take a break on God. What if you took a break on God and say, well, you know what? I just can't afford to do that this month. I'll catch you next month, Lord. What if he comes? And you're standing up there at the judgment seat of Christ, and he's saying unto you, but what about, and there you are, where is your treasure? Lay not up for yourselves treasures in this earth. I love the things that my father left me. I love the things that, that I treasure and I hold dear. And there's some other things in my life that I count as treasures, things my kids have given me. My grandson, who is here today, gave me a, a hammer. I was cleaning out my office a little bit the other day. My wife has been on me so hard till I decided to move a few things around so she'd think I cleaned up. And there's a hammer on, on my bookshelf. You know what it said? It's engraved in the handle of the hammer. Now, y'all don't believe this, but he believes this. My papa can fix anything. Now, that ain't going nowhere. I might take all the whatnots down everybody's given me for 50 years, but the hammer ain't leaving because that's That's treasure. Every $10 I get, I'm giving $1 to God. Every $20 I get, I'm giving $2 to God. If I get $100, I'm giving $10 to God. If I get $1,000, I'm giving $100 to God. If I get a $1 million, I'm giving $100,000 of it to God. No, you won't. Try me. Try me. I've done it since I was old enough to know what it was about. So I'm not preaching to you something that I don't practice. I'm preaching to you because this, ladies and gentlemen, is important to God. It's important to you. It's important to this church. Y'all be so glad when I'm gone, you won't know what to do. But I'm never going to quit preaching this right here. If, if they let me keep preaching, I'm going to keep preaching this right here. The kingdom of God is the most important thing in our lives. Let me tell you something. Disney World ain't taking you to heaven. Vacations ain't taking you to heaven. Fishing boat won't take you to heaven. A deer stand won't take you to heaven. Come on, I won't hit everything I know to hit. You know, we just value stuff. Look, I love stuff. I'm like you. I like, I like stuff. I 
I probably shouldn't say, Erlene, chew me out if I say this when I get home, but I'm going to tell you this. I'm wearing today the most expensive pair of shoes that I've ever wore in my life. Here they are. Y'all look at them. I didn't buy them. Somebody gave them to me. Somebody called me and said, I got a pair of shoes I want somebody to have. What size do you wear? I said, nine. Wasn't nobody here. Somebody somewhere else. And he said, well, they're nines. He said, my wife taught me into buying buying them. I wear a 10. They were so beautiful. We were overseas, and she taught me into buying them. I ain't going to tell you how much they are because you'd fall over in that seat. But they were $1,700. I never bought a pair of $1,700 shoes in my life and won't ever buy them. But God put a pair on my feet. just put God first is all I do. You say, preach, that's called you there. No, 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 no. Would you like for me to go through this congregation and point out to you people who didn't, see, I've been around long enough I can say this, okay? Excuse me, internet. Didn't have a pot to pee in and a window to throw it out of. But you know what? They started giving to God. They started loving Jesus, and they put God first in their life. I'm telling you right now, that book is true. That whatever else is, is true, that book is true. And that book said, give, and it shall be given to you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men, 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 not God, men, give it to your bosom. Y'all pray I get along with Erlene this evening. She's going to be so mad at me. But I love him. And I love his church. And I love his kingdom. And I would put everything I have out there in order for his kingdom to be right. Where's your treasure? What do you value? What do you want your kids to know? In my desk drawer, I know I'm over, I don't care. In my desk drawer, I have little envelopes, Brother Tony. One of them says, Danny, written in writing you can't hardly read. It's my son. It's the first tithes he ever paid. Another one says, Crystal. And it's, you know, it's in that little little bitty, kind of like me, kind of like what I write like. And it's, it's the money that she first gave to God. I don't know what you believe, but I'd rather my kids know the value of the kingdom of God than anything else in this world. Before we have a Christmas tree, before we have a Thanksgiving meal, before we go on a vacation to the Smokies, before we go to Branson and Hoop and Holler, before we do all that, I'm going to tell you something. The kingdom, the kingdom 
It's my treasure. It's my, it's my heart. It's my mind. It's my, who believes that with me today? Who believes that? The treasure that I have is the kingdom of God. Stand all over this house. We already had people get the Holy Ghost. We've been baptizing folks. We baptized three new people in Jesus' name today. And the preacher came right along, killed everybody's joy. No, I didn't because there's some folks in here that love him, that love him. Please don't think I'm being mean. But, but if, if, you, if, you don't, if you don't follow God's plan, you will never get God's interest. If you don't follow God's plan, he's, you're not in flow for the blessings of God. I'm just trying to help you get there because see this carpet? See these pews? See these lights? Feel the air and the heat? We got a beautiful church. Everybody say amen. Aren't you glad it's comfortable and everything's good? I want you to think about something with me today. I want everybody to think about it, not just a few. How'd it get here? How do we have it? Who mows the yard? Who keeps the bushes looking good? Who does the flower beds? Who vacuums the floor? As a matter of fact, there will be a, some folks come in today this evening because we have a funeral in the morning, and they, they're coming in to clean the church this evening. Who pays for that? The light bill in this church is enormous for this property blow your mind. The gas bill alone last month was almost $3,000. We got money. Church is doing good. But, but it, did it get there because of you and your interest for the kingdom or did it get there because somebody else loved Jesus enough to say, I'll give what I can, Pastor. Oh, I love you all. Don't you walk out of here mad at me. I'm trying to get you to heaven. Where is your treasure? What do you value most? Had you rather have riches, houses, land, gold, silver, stocks, bonds, or the kingdom of God. I'm not giving an altar call. I'm not asking you to come down and pray. I know exactly what God laid on my heart. I hadn't preached that way in a long, long time. And when I do it on Wednesday night, half of y'all ain't here because you don't come on Wednesday night because you don't love the kingdom enough on Wednesday night. Don't tell me you can't be here. You go everywhere else. Somebody texted me this weekend and said, I'm going to be so-and-so. I said, you're missing too much church. That's my text back to him. I'll show it to you. No, I won't either because I don't want you to know who it is. I'm going so I said, you're missing too much church. You know why? This is first. The kingdom of God is first. I love you. Have a happy week. I'll see you Wednesday. I hope you come back. Get God in your life. <laughs>